the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We're back. It's hour two at 6.06. So good to have you here. I'm Randy Corcoran, your pumped-up purveyor of principled, passionate patriotism. Getting back in the swing. Getting over a cold, too, so hacking up a lung in between segments, so hang with me. But uh, good to have you here. Our phone number, 303-696-1971, 303-696-1971. And uh, before we get started in this John Strand audio, it's a 36-year-old political pri- 35-year-old political prisoner. The left always refers to him as an underwear model because I guess he's done some modeling. Uh, but he was acting as a security guard with uh, my friend, one of the first persons we ever had on this show to talk about the Chinese Communist Party Wuhan virus. She was one of the frontline doctors. Um, Jenny Beth Martin, the founder of Tea Party Patriots, uh, put me together with her. Uh, in fact, I think she even introduced her the first time we had her on to talk about the misrepresentations about the dangers of the virus, its impact on otherwise healthy people. And then as vaccines came along, I mean, Simone Gold was before uh, Peter McCullough. She was before Robert Malone, all people that we've had on this show. But she was a front runner and she had to do jail time as well because she decided to take a plea. And, uh, you know, God, probably wisely so. If you're facing years in federal prison, if you're facing a jury system that, you know, in Washington, D.C., a Trump supporter, an anti-vaxxer, um, someone who's willing to speak out truthfully based on their education and their knowledge and contrary to the corrupt, coordinated Democrat control media machine mantras to get a fair trial there. But this young man, John Strand, said, no, I will not say I'm guilty for something I didn't do. And he's going to help us prove it here in just a few minutes. I really should have. You know, I got his contact information when we met early this year, and I never had him on the show. Just, you know, so many other things come up. You forget about him. I forgot about his trial. I forgot about all of it. But the impression that he made on me at the time uh, with what he was facing, there's on his Twitter page, his X page, there's a photograph of him saying goodbye to his mom, going away for a while, 32 months in federal prison. He gave an interview from prison to talk about his story. He's been in solitary confinement ever since. This is your Department of Injustice at work every single day, and you're going to be moved by this, and I hope it encourages you to reach out to me or find it on social media, uh, this video that he made that this audio will have come from. And I'll, I'll try and narrate that a little bit as we go through. But before we do that, Joe in Arvada has been waiting forever. Joe, thank you very much, and welcome back to the show. Hi, Randy. What we're seeing is, it is, I'm going to coin this if it hasn't already been, it's fascist communism or communist fascism, either way. 
what it is is uh, the whole picture of it's very simple. You've got a, a media, corporate entities like Bill Gates and Klaus Schwab, the banksters. You've got the brown shirts, the the people in the the police organizations, the FBI, that are in cahoots with this whole thing. What do they want? They want to instill what Hillary Clinton always called for, the New World Order. It, it's, it sounds crazy, except it's the truth. You're going to have no, nothing, own nothing, have no real money. It's going to be digital. It, it, it is biblical. What is amazing is that it's happening right in front of us, and the, the, the vast majority of, of people, all of the left, of course, have no clue that they're useful idiots helping to bring it in. And, Joe, so many people are waking up. I, mean, it's, I cannot tell you the number of folks, and, you know, these are just anecdotal stories that you hear of people who say, you know, been a Democrat my whole life. My parents were Democrats. You know, I, I believe in, the, you know, the, the social issues are important to me. Um, and they see what's been permitted to happen here in Denver, Colorado, here in the state of Colorado, but all across the United States in places that are controlled by Democrats. And they're saying, I'm not doing it anymore. Now, I don't know that they'll necessarily be a Republican voter or a Trump voter if he's the nominee, but uh, people are abandoning the Democrat Party, abandoning Joe Biden, his poll numbers in the tank. So it's a shame. It's tragic that we have to go through through so much horror, terror, expense, loss to for people to finally wake up. But unless you're watching the corrupt, coordinated Democrat controlled media machine, you know, MSLSD, CBS, NBC, those kinds of so-called news programs, the people across America are getting it, Joe, and uh, it gives me great hope as we move forward. We're either in the end times or we're about to battle back um, to another golden age. I have to have hope, but one thing that I think we can do as, uh, as uh, conservatives that are aware is inform everyone in your circle that these corp- corporate bodies like the FBI and the, the, the Justice the Department that are, I mean, they are literally rats running the, the asylum here. They, they don't understand, or I think a lot of them on the inside don't understand that they're pawns too, but there's a group of us that understand what's going on and we have to be made aware. You have to fight the system because just like these people are, are making pleas, what will happen is once they gain complete control, once they have all of their physical arms, like the FBI, uh, the Brown shirts, like the Capitol police, uh, other entities in the federal government there, they will institute a national emergency and take control. That's the game plan. There's going to be multiple different, uh, you know, uh, events, whether it's a pandemic or 
whether it's, oh, the financial systems collapse, we have to maintain order. Once they get martial law, it's over because they'll have complete control of these bodies. We have to be aware, make everyone aware. This is what fascism is. They gain control of all of these systems and then institute martial law and take power. The Klaus Schwab's, the Bill Gates, that's what they want. That's what the new world order is. And because they're on the precipice of it, because they're so close to sealing the deal, they've got to do absolutely everything in their power to make sure that Donald Trump does not assume the presidency for a second time. Yeah, and and Donald Trump, it's not like Donald Trump is Superman or what he is, is there's a movement of Americans wanting to save America behind Donald Trump. It's it's all of our little bits, all of our little impetus, all of our little monies, all of our our jobs, everything we have to has to fight fascism. People, we don't, you don't understand it, but we are basically where the people of Germany were before World War II. We're about ready to go into it. And if we don't gain control of it, we're going to see, yes, the uprising of a dictator. It's scary. We're in the middle of it and people don't even recognize it. Well, as Joe Biden likes to say, we are the United States of America uh, and we do have a couple of things that even the people of even the good people who sat back and allowed the rise of the Third Reich and and turned a blind eye out of fear, out of ignorance, uh, out of complacency or whatever. Um, we've got something that they don't have, and that's a Second Amendment and a First Amendment that sometimes seems to be hanging on by a thread. But, you know, if you take if you step back and take uh, a satellite view, Joe. And I've said this a thousand times on this show. In order to take out Donald Trump in the 2020 election with the flooding of mail-in ballots, the lessening of signature verification, the the incredibly um, serious questions about electronic voting machines, they still only won. They still, if you believe the count, they still only took him out by about 40,000 votes and so many of those people are wide awake now. We know why they're flooding the southern border. I, I was talking about this back in 2014, why Democrats are so um, f- forceful about that open southern border, because they want, they've got to get more voters in here. They're losing the black demographic. They're losing Hispanics. They're losing the, the soccer moms who thought they were standing up for you know the right to control their own bodies. And instead, they're sending their children off to have their sexuality uh, altered by students, I mean, by teachers uh, who don't even have to report to parents the things that they're teaching, the things that they're doing. I mean, all these things are coming into view for average Americans. And I just don't think we let this thing go. I hope you're right. I want to make one plea. Please. Please understand, if you understand what's going on, if you realize we are in the midst of fascism, we are in the midst of uh, an attempt to get one-party rule with a a star chamber of Klaus Schwab's and the like, 
running the world. If you understand that, please, please stop your opposition to Donald Trump because Americans of all creeds, colors, denominations, even parties are going to fight against this scourge that's about to engage to try to, yes, take over the world. I I believe in the Bible. I don't believe that it has to be, you know, the next two years. I I mean, I don't think that the, the, the whole end, but do I know? Of course I don't know, but we have to do what we can to fight it. We've got to fight against it and stop, stop fighting our only, yes, our only avenue right now is Donald Trump. The, the Republican Party is splintered, but there, there can be a coalition to bring Donald Trump across the finish line. We can do it. Joe, appreciate the call. Have a great rest of your weekend. Thank you, Randy. God bless you. God bless you. And, yeah, I mean, that's in large part a message to the soft, underbellied Republicans uh, that you hear on the radio, from the halls of Congress, uh, elsewhere. Uh, just talk, just hemming and hawing and clucking and, oh, look at all these criminal charges and, and look at all these horrible things that people are saying and doing and not realizing that we're tiptoeing right up to the edge. We're about to plunge right over the edge. And uh, there's really only one person standing in the way right now. I, I believe that down to the core of my being. And I know, Republican National Committee man, stay neutral in primaries, okay. But is there really a primary going on? I mean, you look at the polling. Is there really a primary going on? You know, I I mentioned, it's been three weeks since I've been here. I mentioned the last time I'd reached out to Ken Buck, said, hey, man, you know, uh, your, your change of direction, you're turning your back on your district and your constituents and all of that, let's talk about it. And he hadn't responded to me. He did get back to me. And I, it, it's been a crazy three weeks. So we have not connected. But I do plan to sit down with him. He's on his way out. So he's not the people that need to hear this message. And I, I have really been considering whether to suggest that he get out now. Just get out. Why wait? You don't like, you, you claim that you despise what you say your own party has become. Uh, you know, then get out. But the money that's being wasted on these debates, the money that's being wasted on these primaries, just on and on and on. Another hot topic of conversation we could get into. But we have to. We absolutely have to hear from John Strand. And we're going to do that when we come back. This is the guy, 35 years old, acting as a bodyguard for Dr. Simone Gold, one of the front, America's frontline doctors. You've heard her here. I haven't had her in a while, but uh, uh, you, if you're a regular listener, you know who she is. Just all he was doing was was walking with her, protecting her. She was there to give a speech, had a permit to give a speech at the Capitol. He's now four months into a 32-month federal prison sentence in a high, a guy who committed no violence did not damage property, was respectful, helpful to Capitol Police, is in a high-security federal prison in Miami. And because he gave an interview to tell his story, the story we're going to share with you here in a minute, 
Right now, they're keeping him in solitary confinement. He is a political prisoner in the United States of America. We're watching this happen under our eyes. You saw or you heard. I do think I know the difference between radio and TV. You heard on the CBS news break, Derek Chauvin stabbed. Why, why did that happen almost to the day that the documentary came out that tells the truth about the death of George Floyd? We took flack incoming when we talked about George Floyd on this radio program or filling in for other hosts here on 710 KNUS. Enough was out before that trial about the coroner's report, about what really killed George Floyd, about the use of that knee across the neck area to restrain a prisoner, about the fact that if somebody is telling you, I can't breathe, I can't breathe, it means they're breathing, about the fact that this guy who had physically assaulted and sexually assaulted others in his criminal history who had a history of playing, you know, uh, what's what playing? Uh, oh, come on. Well, anyway, pretending he's in a situation he's not to try and get himself out of ongoing criminal charges. We talked about all that stuff. The Derek Chauvin trial was a scam, and now there is a documentary that exposes it exposes the the medical stuff, exposes what uh, evidence, legitimate, proper, relevant evidence that the judge excluded, claimed that the knee hold wasn't in the, the manual, the police manual. Derek Chauvin's mom produced his copy of the police manual and those pages that those officers were trained to use that method. The documentary's out. The man gets shivved in prison. As Jack Posobiec would say, are you paying attention yet? Are you watching what's going on yet? All right. We are going to get to some John Strand audio. We're going to do it next when we return here on 710 KNUS. Clearly obsessing over White Bird. This weekend on Wake Up with Randy Corcoran. But I hope you love it. I do. It's a beautiful day. That was 1967. And uh, the whole album is just fantastic. It may bleed into next week the way I'm feeling about it. That violin and uh, the keyboards. That was the father of father. The husband-wife duo of David and Linda LaFlame. Patty Santos, who I I think died um, very young, and I think Linda actually stepped in and started doing vocals when that band would tour. But uh, for some reason, it's I'm enjoying that music, and I'm sharing it with you. So thanks for listening. 303-696-1971, 696-1971. breaks your heart, doesn't it, to think about police officer Derek Chauvin um, do you remember all the funerals? I mean, the, the gold-plated parades and uh, funeral um, procession that, um, that was given for George Floyd. It was bigger than Elvis Presley. Millions and millions of dollars raised 
for a violent, drug-addicted criminal who the evidence shows and should have been sufficient to show to the jury died of fentanyl, not of a police-trained mechanism for restraining a prisoner. And if you if you look at the earlier video, see him, you know, they tried to get him in the car, tried to get him to take him away. He fought him all the way. They had to finally put him on the ground. And, you know, it's hard to watch. The news showed that over and over and over and then claimed that the knee across the throat is what was killing George Floyd. This new documentary that's out, and I've only seen snippets of it, um, looks to disprove that narrative. Another thing that in retrospect, after years of being called a conspiracy theorist, a liar uh, or whatever, time marches on and the truth comes out. When I read George Orwell's 1984 as a kid, I thought it was science fiction. I thought it was a commentary on society and dictatorial governments and uh, the silencing of individual voices and all of those things. Never did I believe we'd be living 1984 here in the United States of America. Never. Just incredible. But another election's coming up, another year is coming up, another opportunity to fight. I may have lost my spouse, but I got kids and grandkids and family and friends and a country I love and people that I care about and a future that they deserve. So we have to stay in this fight. We have to keep punching back. We have to keep uncovering the truth. These 44,000 hours of video that have been exposed by J6, absolutely incredible. And before we play the first clip of John Strand, this is it's just incredible. As it, Here's some of his commentary. As a J6 prisoner currently incarcerated, I can say that the political persecution of law-abiding, nonviolent people who just wanted a free and fair election is a violation of human rights. This weaponization of the justice system against political opposition cannot stand. If it can happen to me, it can happen to you. I cry not on the fact that I sit in solitary confinement, locked away by my own government, locked away by my own government in an effort to take away my voice, but because our country's constitutional rights and liberties are being fundamentally dismantled piece by piece until we will not be free at all. And he's right, but they haven't accomplished their goal yet. We're still able to, sh thank God Elon Musk bought Twitter slash X. Things that literally you couldn't see there, that the government, the government would instruct them is false information. That should be marked. That should be shadow banned. That should be taken down. Not happening anymore. People are waking up. John Strand again, as a J6 prisoner, I'm calling upon U.S. citizens to call their representatives and demand the immediate release of all J6 defendants who simply wanted to peacefully protest their government's abusive actions. This is not humane. This is not right. J6 prisoners should be freed. And with exceptions, I agree 100%. 100%.
picture of him hugging his mother. The day I hugged my mother and told her I'll be gone for a while was one of the saddest in my life. I am John Strand. I am a J6 defendant. But you must know, they lied about us. Remember the times we'd come on the air after the J6 committee would have their primetime Hollywood presentation about what happened on January 6th? And we questioned it. We asked about it. We played. They'd play incomplete clips. We'd play the fill-in, the rest, the context for what was being said or what was being shown. And we kept saying, release the footage. We live in a country now where the government decides what government behavior they keep from you. They hide from you. They lie to you about. Matt Gates has made it official. He did it earlier this month. His, my office, he said, has received disturbing allegations of political retaliation by the U.S. Bureau of Prisons against John Strand and Owen Schroyer. I'm looking forward to taking up Director Peters on her offer for on-site visits to investigate how J6 defendants are being treated. And Strand responded a week later, we've been retaliated against by the Borough of Prisons and thrown in solitary confinement for highlighting the inhumane conditions of J6 defendants to the media. They're trying to silence and punish us. Please help us bring attention. Here's the last thing I'll read, and then we'll start the audio. Now that 44,000 hours of January 6 footage has been released, we can finally see the truth. The footage shows that there was no, quote, insurrection. Love, love, love how the media, the weak sticks, the soft, underbellied mouthpieces behind microphones, behind TV cameras, on their blog posts, talk about insurrectionists. So grateful as an executive member of the Colorado State GOP that we were able to uh, participate in the elect in the trial to try and keep Donald Trump off of the ballot here in Colorado. Amazing, amazing thing. Now these lawsuits have been turned on their head in other states. My fellow national committee person and tremendous lawyer, good friend, you've heard her on this show many times, Harmeet Dillon. Her firm won four lawsuits in Michigan trying to keep Donald Trump off the ballot at summary judgment. It didn't take a week-long sham trial of nonsense trying to pin Donald Trump, the man who said peacefully march to the Capitol as an insurrectionist. Anyway, the footage shows there was no, quote, insurrection. The J6 committee, as we said many times, deliberately lied for political gain, then withheld the evidence to perpetuate the fraudulent narrative. And he forgot to say and also destroyed evidence. They were under they had a legal obligation to preserve the all of the evidence that they used in their Hollywood J6 production. Those prime time productions that they and they just thought they were going to get so much with that. It didn't move the needle. Only the lapdogs and the leftists who want to buy into that nonsense narrative lapped it up, but it didn't move the needle. Look at the polling for Donald Trump. Look at the polling for creepy, sleepy, touchy, feely, smells and sniffs children. 
Did you see the clip of Joe Biden with the seven-year-old girl? He's bumbling through one of his monotone, barely legible, comprehensible, barely comprehensible speeches. And he spots another little child, a little girl sitting at a table. And he looks over, catches his eye. And he walks over and he says, oh, oh, I love your ears. What are you, 17? And the little girl responds, I'm seven. This is the person ostensibly in control of the nuclear codes. As John Strand says, all J6 prisoners. And again, I might equivocate with all. All unjustly tried and held J6 prisoners must be freed is what I would say to that. But let's hear John Strand's words himself. Uh, he put together this video. Um, he backs up what he says with the video behind, and I will narrate a little bit um, or at least recap when we get to the bottom if I can do this right. Hi, my name is John Strand, and I was at the Capitol on January 6. The events of that day, unfortunately, have been severely misrepresented by many people with various motives. Conflicting views and reports have led to confusion, hatred, and division in our nation. While I can't correct all of that here, what I can do is give an honest and accurate account of my own thoughts, intentions, and actions during the course of my entire journey through the Capitol building that day. And you don't have to take my word for it, because it's all on video, as you'll see. I am certain that my actions were lawful and reasonable to the best of my knowledge and ability at the time they occurred, given my responsibility to protect a scheduled speaker, and I know that I never had any mens rea or the criminal mind of any intention to break the law or act inappropriately at any point. This is why I refused the government's plea, and why I continue to maintain my innocence as I pursue an appeal of all convictions. I can tell you that from the criminal defense side of my legal practice, you walk somebody into a situation like a Washington, D.C. trial, a Washington, D.C. jury. He's looking at up to 24 years in federal prison. And they, you know, they'll, they'll offer you a plead to this misdemeanor. You'll go to jail for, you know, maybe a few months. Maybe you'll even get probation. Brandon Strzok, the walkaway founder. Um, and, and by the way, I, I guess I talked about this some when it was going on. I was talking with him while he was contemplating what to do. And he had lawyers, you know, who wanted to fight for him. And lawyers saying, look, man, you could go to jail for a long, long time. And to have both of those men sitting in the same room on the same day uh, talking about their decisions, hard to believe we were, were living in the United States of America. But John Strand absolutely refused to take the deal. He just wouldn't do it. And he's going to explain um, what he did, and I will let you know what's on the video because it's highlighted. It, it spotlights where he is, where Dr. Simone Gold is, what's actually happening as it goes by. So it's not just a disgruntled convicted felon sitting in prison 
you know, everybody who's in jail didn't do it right. That's that's the common understanding, and and sometimes it's true. He backs it up every step of the way, and we'll get into the meat of that matter when we continue. Wake up with Randy Corcoran here on seven ten KNUS. Yeah, it's only about five and a half minutes long, that song, but I I think I could stretch it out three hours pretty good, don't you? (laughs) Welcome back. It's uh, John Corbliss behind the glass. I'm Randy Corcoran. Good to have you here. And we're talking about January 6th, and we have spent so much time on the air talking about things that lead to the labeling, a conspiracy theorist, a liar an insurrectionist, an election denier. And, of course, you know, the real liars are the election fraud deniers. And the J6ers, people who simply have been unwilling to do the work. And now it's out there, 40,000-plus hours for people to see what really went on with the vast majority. Remember, a million people in Washington, D.C., to support Donald Trump, to support Congress in doing what they were about to do, the legal constitutional choice by Congress to wait to delay the certification of election. The first time in modern history, for sure, I think maybe in history. I mean, listen, if you've been listening to this show for the last six months, how many times We played pieces from the 25 minutes of Democrats denying elections, the 25 minutes of everybody from Hillary, Rotham, Clinton to uh, just down the list, Uh, the current minority leader in the House, Hakeem Jeffries, election denial when Donald Trump was elected, prior elections, George W. Bush elections, denial, 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 each and every time. It requires one House member to bring the the resolution to table the certification of the election, send it into committees, state by state it can get down to eventually. It takes one member of the House and one member of the Senate. And the Democrats, every time they did it, only had a House member. They could never get a senator on board in 2020. Ted Cruz became the senator who joined with the House member and said, it's too soon to certify this election. It was legal. It would have changed history. And the left couldn't let it happen. That's my belief. That's what fueled all of the FBI presence, all of the agitation the videos that you can find of people walking in in their Antifa blacks and then dressing themselves up in MAGA gear before they head out into the crowds, the people trying to break Capitol Hill or Capitol building windows and patriots who were there to support Congress and doing what they were going to do, pulling them down, pulling them away from their violence. Ray Epps. FBI's most wanted list on video shouting. We played it over and over on the station. Let's go into the Capitol. Our job is to go to the Capitol, to go into the Capitol. 
encouraging people to kick down barriers. We're told he was a businessman, misconstrued. FBI's most wanted list. And then suddenly he's off, off the list. He becomes a hero. J6 spends no time investigating, talking about him at all, the J6 committee. They can't handle the truth. They know what you will do with the truth. So we're talking now about this just incredible video from John Strand, 35 years old. He's four months into a 32-month sentence, now in solitary confinement for literally talking in public about the abusive treatment of J6 prisoners. We've had interviews from them that we've played here on the air. We've played the national anthem that uh, those who are awaiting trial were singing every night. What was it? At 7 p.m. I think it was 9 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Mountain Time. Played those recordings as well. You can't break these people's spirit. They are being maybe tortures a little too strong of a word. But they're not being treated humanely. They're not being treated fairly. They're not being treated like an American citizen should be treated either before their trial, during their trial, or during the serving of their sentence. Thank God. And how horrible it is that he's serving time. He could have taken a plea. He could be back living his life right now, serving his 32 months. But he put together this 14-minute video, and it's phenomenal. And so you heard the introduction before we get to break, and now we're going to get into the meat of the matter. The footage starts out uh, in front of the Capitol. Flags are waving. Patriots are there. Energy is high, peacefully standing around. And here's what he has to say. After attending the morning event at the Ellipse, we slowly made our way through the massive crowds towards the Capitol. At this point, my client had attempted to reach an elevated vantage point atop the steps so she could try and gain the attention of bystanders to give her speech, as she was scheduled to do that day. We were unable to reach a balcony position, and the crowd shifted toward the Columbus door entrance, pushing us in that direction. Because our plan had always been for Dr. Gold to give her speech outside the Capitol, as the speech permit allowed, the thought of going inside the building never even occurred to me. I had assumed with all the various speeches and rally activity that the Capitol would have little, if any, business going on that afternoon. And how did anyone get in there? It was obvious to me, standing on the steps, that the crowd would never be able to open the formidable Columbus doors by force. But as shown in a closed-circuit television recording inside the Capitol, the doors were opened from the inside. And the video, as he's giving that commentary, shows that happening. These massive, you know, vault-like doors. The the crowd didn't push through them. They, they didn't have the capacity. They were just people. They didn't have battering rams or munitions or uh, any possible way of going through those doors until they were just simply opened from the inside. Why? Why would that have been done? Why did Nancy Stretch Pelosi, why did the Capitol Hill police, why did the mayor of 
Washington, D.C. refused National Guard troops that were offered in advance by Donald Trump? If they were actually afraid of violence, National Guard troops would have made sure everybody was kept at bay. Why was that refused? So the video goes on. I was shocked during my trial when the prosecutor overtly tried to deceive the jury by showing them this clip and telling them the uncovered white hand waving towards the door was my hand convincing the jury that I was an aggressive member of a mob and trying to attack the entrance. But I was wearing black gloves the entire day, which the prosecutor knew, or should have known, making this an obvious falsehood. The truth is, I was just stuck there in what had become a packed and energetic crowd. I clearly remember wishing I could extricate Dr. Gold from that crowd, but that was impossible. It was very dense, as this video clearly demonstrates. In fact, it was so dense that when a police officer, who we couldn't see at first because he was behind a corner, became lightheaded and suddenly appeared from around the corner, my client was startled. The officer stumbled to our left as we were being pushed forward towards the doorway. He fell into the crowd and was immediately in the middle of a circle of people who quickly lifted him back to his feet. It happened very quickly, and he was surrounded by others so fast that we never had time to react. We certainly did not ignore or walk past someone that we knew to be injured, as the government maliciously claims. Maliciously claimed. The video evidence is scrolling by as he recounts the story. It zeroes in on the hand that's banging on the door with the white glove or the white hand, whatever it was. Zeroes in. It's not got nothing to do with John Strand. Then the camera pans over. You can see John Strand just standing there. And then the government portrayed a police officer as being injured, knocked to the ground. He stumbled. He fell. He stumbled. You can see it clear as a bell on this video. And the crowd of patriots picked him up. They picked him up. They did nothing, absolutely nothing, to injure him, to attack him. And John Strand was just standing. You can see him standing behind almost every moment of this video as it plays through. Is He's protecting his client, our friend, former guest on this show multiple times, Dr. Simone Gold, one of America's frontline doctors, there with a permit, a permit to give a speech. It's all lies. And this 40,000 uh, hours of video evidence that's been released, it finally shines truth on the government lie. The J6 narrative is a lie. And there is so much more of this. And lucky for you, we've got a third and final hour of the show Got about another 10 minutes of this to describe to you and break down for you. It is fascinating if you care about the truth. Stay with us on 710 KNUS. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.